Sports with a Z and a T in 2023. I am Bryce alongside Taylor Lattimore. Uh, one week later than we had hoped. Obviously, we took the two weeks off during the holiday break, and then we were going to come back last week. And with the events surrounding uh, DeMar Hamlin, we decided that it really was not the time or the place to really talk about football when we didn't really know what was going on. Um, we're happy to hear that DeMar Hamlin is doing much better. He is back in Buffalo, and as everybody knows on the news, has been trending in the right direction ever since the unfortunate event occurred. But we are here to talk about happy times and happy thoughts, and that includes um, the NFL football playoffs are about to commence. Uh, we're going to look at some of the coaching tracker, and we are going to talk about the National Football Championship game that was rather horrendous. Can we to call it a game? It was not a game, Taylor. It, it was a game when it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, yeah. So let's just dive into it. Um, and uh, if, if you're on the YouTube side of things, you're going to know our thoughts here in a second. But honestly, that's a representation of how poorly the committee evaluated the four best teams in the country. Michigan plays down to their opponents. I was not shocked when TCU beat Michigan. However... That doesn't mean TCU should have been in the college football playoff. And Georgia completely outclassed them before that game even started. Uh, I, I mean, 65 to 7, the final score. Uh, it was over <laughs> after the first quarter, really. It was over at 10 nothing. TCU put up seven points. But, uh, you know, you look at the other teams that were in the conversation to possibly make the college football playoff. Uh, USC did lose to Tulane. And obviously we haven't talked about this. So this is the first time, you know, Taylor and I are bringing this up, but yes, USC lost to uh, Tulane, but how interested were they in that game after not making the college football playoff? Uh, you, you look at a Alabama who absolutely destroyed uh, their uh, college football Bowl game. Uh, you you look at a team like, and I'm not saying throw them in, but you look at a team like Penn State who dominated Utah in the Rose Bowl. You look at a team, you look at a team like Oregon who played better. You look at a team like LSU who played better. I, it just the Big Twelve does not belong in the conversation. Plain and simple, um, and, and that's why we need the college football playoff expansion. So we don't have to have this conversation because I guarantee you, if the college football playoff was expanded to twelve teams, TCU would have been eliminated well before they would have ever gotten to the national championship game. Um, but they they figured out a way to upset Michigan, and that was kind of the story. the cha The championship game in my eyes was Georgia and Ohio State. Ohio State almost got them. Um, but then the winner of that game just took TCU to task, which was Georgia, and uh, made a mockery of the four-team college football playoff. And shame on the committee for evaluating a Big 12 team that doesn't even have a conference championship into the equation with those three other teams. Shame on you. Well, when you only have four spots available and you know, you're looking at all the teams, you, you have to judge them by certain criteria and – your criteria can't be well. I mean, I'm pretty sure that this team's better than this team because, you know, I think that Alabama is still one of the best teams in the country, even if they have two losses. The fact of the matter is it comes down to wins and losses. And when it gets expanded, once the expansion happens, which is coming eventually, um, but once the expansion happens, then, you know, you don't have to worry about this nitpicky stuff where you can look down at the bottom. You're going to say, oh, well, the, the Power Five conferences are in. The best two, three teams from the SEC can be in. The best two, three teams from the Big Ten can be in. And then you have this conversation about the guys at the bottom, which is all fine and dandy. But then 
at the end of the day, when it shakes out after however many games they would have to play, what, what is it expanding to 12? Is that what, what or, or is it? Yes, eight? we're oh, expanding 12? to 12. 12. Yep. So how, how many rounds is that? Like, that would be four it, rounds. So, it's yeah. It's going to shake so, out to so the that, best teams are going to be. So, so the top four teams will have buys. That's how they're going to do it. And then you have the eight other seeds playing playing it out. Um, <clears throat> and obviously with the Rose Bowl accepting the uh, college football playoff involvement, that, that was the final nail there to solidify all of that. But if you look at the top 25 and, and you know, uh, go, go to the top 25 now, the AP released its top two or uh, top 25 moving forward. And, you know, they have Georgia <laughs> – they have Georgia at one, which obviously I think moving forward, they are going to be quite a beast. They have TCU at two, but let's look, let's look at forward. Cause they, so you look at the teams expected to be in the top 12 next year, you have Georgia, you have Ohio state, and I'm, I'm going through the power rankings created, generated by ESPN's FBI rankings. You have Michigan at three, Florida state is expected to be at the conversation at four Alabama is expected into the conversation. Obviously, at five, they have Penn State at six. They have USC at seven, LSU eight, Oregon nine, Tennessee 10, Washington at 11, and TCU at 12. So you look at those teams, you look at the current, uh, current college football playoff, and you have the four seed maybe making it. It just shows you how these projections and the people that really put thought into this really think of a team that made the college football playoff. It's a joke. It's a joke. And that's why you need the college football playoff expansion. Um, And the other teams that are in there, those are blue bloods. I mean, those are mostly blue bloods. I'm a little surprised to see Washington up there, but I think the return of Michael Penix is a big reason why. But you look at LSU, USC, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Bama, Georgia, um, and, and Florida State expected to make a return. It should be obviously next year is still a four team um, playoff, but the year after that is when it kicks in. Uh, but it's going to be a fun year next year, and that's kind of setting up the scene for the year afterwards. Um, but just frustrating, just frustrating to see TCU enter the conversation. Uh, Taylor, you are muted, by the way. Yeah, I realized it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want. You want Ohio State and and Georgia to be the championship, not not the first round, because um, I mean that if that game was the championship, which as you just mentioned earlier, and I I would agree with that it it basically was the championship. Uh, without oh yeah, those were the two best teams in the country, and yeah. I had said you know Ohio State thought in my opinion, had a shot at winning the national title this year. And if we did our episode, I picked, uh, I would have said, I picked Ohio State to beat Georgia. I thought they had a real shot at it. And honestly, yeah, if their did. kicker didn't, you know, shit his pants on the last second as the ball that dropped midnight. and miss, miss wide <laughs> left, um, you know, I think Ohio State would have been in that game and they would have done equally to TCU as what Georgia did. But I digress. I mean, that was the championship game. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it'll, it'll be much better once we have a couple more games um, that are meaningful playoff games that are fun, but that won't actually decide who plays in the end. Because as we know, most of the time, the better teams are going to rise to the top anyway. And we, we might have had even an Alabama make a run, you know, it, it, we're going we're to have those where Alabama has a bad year where they're like a bad year, quote unquote, they're 11 and two. And then they make a run at the championship because they're still like, the best team. I'm just at a point like when is enough enough? 
when can we stop putting the TCUs, the Cincinnati's of the world in the college football playoff and you expect them to compete with the best of the best? I mean, when is enough enough? I'm just so sick and tired. Yeah, Michigan played down. Yeah, TCU did win a game. Maybe the conversation is a little different. But I'm sorry. I don't think, you know, Michigan – I mean, I wasn't a huge believer in Michigan. And, you know, when they beat Ohio State, that kind of started to raise the eyebrow for me. But they always – and I've said this on the show countless times. They played down to their opponent, and they – kept that door open. I mean, they let TCU do a lot of things that not many teams were able to do against them this year. They played down to the opponent. I think if they play that game nine more times, Michigan wins nine and nine out of nine times, but that's not what happened. TCU made it. And the committee has to live with an embarrassing national championship. I mean, that was embarrassing for college football. That was embarrassing. Um, and the fans deserve better. College football deserves better. And you look at any of the other teams that made New Year's Six Bowl games, and they would have put on a better performance than what TCU did last night. Georgia is very good. I'm not trying to take away what Georgia accomplished, but you cannot sit here and tell me Georgia's beating any of those other teams 65 to freaking seven in the national championship game. No way. No way. Probably not. There's probably a couple that would. A lot, actually, that would. Tulane, but- maybe. Yeah, I mean, Tulane de- <laughs> might have not fared very well. <laughs> that that would have it would have been as bad. But I uh, get your point is that it wasn't competitive at all, and that's not what you want. So let's uh, let's put college football to, to bed until August. Uh, any final thoughts on the season? Any any uh, predictions? Early predictions into twenty twenty three before we uh, before we say sayonara till august all right my prediction um georgia will make the college football playoff next year book it what a hot take hot take uh, uh i i'm i'm gonna say it now penn state's winning the big 10 ohio state is projected to have a down year um they do not know who the quarterback is going to be they are losing a lot of talent to the draft marvin harrison jr is very very good um ohio state will be talented however there are expectations and it's not just in the penn state world or the michigan world that ohio state will not be the dominant ohio state team that we've seen the past couple years and michigan on the other hand i fully fully expect jim harbaugh to not be the head coach at michigan going into next year which will cause a lot of transfers and they are losing a lot of talent to begin with. Um, They did bring back Blake Corum. That is huge. He is coming back because of the knee injury, but the big 10 is that that door is opening and Penn state with a quarterback, not named Sean Clifford for the first time in six years. Thank God drew Allers, you know, finally taking over, but uh, Penn state kind of flexes its muscle in the Rose bowl and hopefully can carry that momentum into 2023. Penn state will win the big 10. Alabama will regain uh, supremacy in the SEC. I think Georgia, you know, it's a nice, nice two years. It's, it, I mean, it's. I'm not taking Georgia, the back-to-back national champions. Um, I mean, we had Alabama coming out of this year, and 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 I and I do, and I'm kind of upset that they they flirted this out here, but I do expect Florida State to be a top ten team next year. Um, they yeah. are, they are, they are starting to turn the corner there as well. Um, it's going to be fun stuff. Going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, but for now, college football will be put to rest after a Georgia 
drubbing of TCU in the national championship game, 65 to seven, Georgia back to back national champions. And one of the more impressive two year runs that college football has seen. So we move forward to the NFL Taylor and it is wild card, uh, wild card weekend. Thank God the playoffs are here. And uh, week 18, we're not really going to talk about week 18. There were a lot of games that could have been impacted um, because of playoff scenarios. But truly, honestly, nothing big really happened. And a lot of games did not really matter to begin with. So we're not really going to talk about it. Uh, but we, what we are going to talk about is Wild Card Weekend. We're going to break down Wild Card Weekend first. And then the next segment that we have, Taylor and I will make our bracket choices so we'll break down the games we're not going to give our selections in this segment and then we'll make our brackets afterwards so let's start with the nfc side of things just to let everybody know the seedings before we go into wild card weekend the number one seed in the nfc the philadelphia eagles clinched the one seed against the giants they are 14 and three they are the one seed the two seed would be your san francisco 49ers the winners of the nfc west the vikings are the three seed the nfc north champions the buccaneers with a losing record at eight and nine win the nfc south the fifth seed is the dallas cowboys giants are the sixth seed which Surprised they made it, but you know what? Happy that they're happy. Seahawks squeak in at seven because of a Green Bay Packer. You know, that that's probably the one game that we could probably talk about is that how the Packers simply, once again, with Aaron Rodgers, all the momentum in the world, win and in against a Lions team that already knew their fate, eliminated, and they don't show up. They get outclassed by a Detroit Lions team. And all they had to do was win, and they're in, except they lose, and now Seattle's in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, that's probably the last time you see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform. And, you know, 30 years combined between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers have two Super Bowls to show for it. Kind of pathetic. Yeah, I mean, it happens. (laughs) Um, Speaking as someone who had uh, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck uh, for however many years, and we only had one Super Bowl to show for it, but – Two appearances. Can't compare um, Andrew Luck though in that scenario. No, I mean, I mean he, he did not been. play that he long. Been. He could have been, is the thing. Um, he, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like he's long for the Packers. Uh, they had that whole situation that where Williams asked him for his jersey, and and uh, it seemed like Aaron said, "Nah, I'm gonna keep this one." Um, maybe for some significance to him, perhaps his last uh, game at Lambeau. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I never really believe in the Packers because it seems like Aaron Rodgers just doesn't, no. I, I don't know if it's, he doesn't take enough risks, um, which is maybe why he doesn't throw many interceptions, but also he, he, sometimes he, he takes the conservative route and ends up costing the team, um, uh, opportunities to score. But you know, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to, to make of Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career because he had obviously statistically he's one of the best quarterbacks ever, but he's just so far removed from the from the guys like Pey- or Tom Brady who we see just like will their team to victory over impossible odds. Like if you give if you give Aaron Rodgers like any sort of odds, it seems like he can't he cannot just like he can't will no, and, and, and i think it's a mutual failure um both on aaron Rodgers's part and the packers part i mean 
we all know it took him until this year to draft a wide receiver, which was Christian Watson. Now he's starting to break out, but I mean, at, at this point, it's like, what, a little, little too late, right? And I mean, they never made that big trade. You know, you hit on Devontae Adams, but you never got him any of offensive help. You always drafted on the defensive side of the ball, and that was never always, you know, good enough. And it just felt like they never helped the situation more than they could have. Very passive in the front office um, side of things. And then Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yeah, he won back-to-back MVPs before this season. One of the greatest quarterbacks out there, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But yet, at the same time, we talk about big games, and he fails to show up for them. Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, outside of like the Super Bowl run and 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 the brilliance that he had there, but like you know, you can talk about how he hasn't had a top ten defense or whatever for most of his career, but the defense was pretty good this year. And I know he didn't have weapons, but I also don't really buy into the whole that the Packers really didn't help him all that much because, I mean. Yeah, they weren't really ever aggressive in free agency and getting in things, but he did have Devontae Adams for a while, and Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver in football, and they had Aaron Jones, who's one of the better running backs in football. I just – I think it comes down to Aaron Rodgers, and it's it's on his head, I, I think. So his his insuccess is, is on him. Yeah, you know, and I think what's interesting about it is we all know it, but yet I still think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but yet I mean yet. statistically he's he's like he's the, one of the goats. Like yeah, like not that he's oh. thrown for the most, but like in terms of like touchdown to interception ratio, I don't know he has the highest, and it's not even close. Like it's cr- insane. So let's go to the AFC seedings before we break down these games, and obviously, y- you know the AFC playoff picture is a little different. And unique this year because of everything that went on over the past uh, week and a half. But it, the Chiefs are the one seed. The Bills are the two seed. Uh, Bengals winning the NFC or AFC North, excuse me, is the three seed. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars win um, the pathetic, sorry, excuse of an division in the AFC South. Um, you know, I. I I'm happy for Doug Peterson because he turned around the biggest shit show in all of football and turned it into a playoff product this year. Um, but at the same time, the Titans gave away that division ending the year, losing seven straight and starting Joshua Dobbs. You draft Malik <coughs> Willis and don't trust him enough when Ryan Tannehill goes out. So you have to sign Josh Dobbs to play in a win or go home game. Yikes. Yikes. Because Tennessee, he, they drafted Willis, but like Willis was always going to be a project guy. And in, in the times that he's played, he's been horrendous. Like he's not ready like yeah. at no. all. No. And you have Ryan Tannehill and even Tannehill, I don't think is very good. And so when he's at down with injury, where do you turn? You can't go to Willis because you can't trust him. You might as well have Derrick Henry be your quarterback and run wildcat every single time. You probably no. have a better uh, chance. Um, but yeah, you give all the credit to Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. I do think I do like Trevor Lawrence as much as I don't like the Jaguars because they're in the Colts division or whatever. I do like Trevor Lawrence and I think he's going to be really good. And I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a stud going forward. Now, oh, I he like finished him out of college, finished the second half. Well, I, I don't know who didn't like him out of college. I, I mean, the second, I mean, the second half of the season, his touchdown interception ratio is off the charts, 26 mm-hmm. to two. Um, so I I mean, he, he was unbelievable and that's credit to Doug Peterson because he acquired a broken Trevor Lawrence. 
Urban Meyer broke that team and broke the confidence of Trevor Lawrence. Doug Pearson really had to break Lawrence down to the bottom and build him back up again. And he's done a great job with him. The wild card teams are the Chargers at five, Ravens at six without Lamar. Um, they're the expectation is Lamar will be back this week, but we don't know. We'll get to that here in a little bit. And then the Miami Dolphins um, off the tails of Skylar Thompson beating the Jets 11 to six. That was just a <laughs> just such a fun game to watch. My goodness. Um, so the playoff format, the playoff bracket is set. So let's get to it, Taylor. Saturday, this coming Saturday. Everything kicks off at 4.30 with Seattle heading to San Francisco. San Francisco, obviously, the number two seed, led by Brock Purdy, who, you know, Mr. Irrelevant has kept the ship afloat, allowed the Niners to keep the ball rolling. And, Ten in uh, a row. You know, we, well, not, not with Brock Purdy, but. No, um, no, no. <laughs> that's even more impressive is the fact that they, had, they did it with multiple quarterbacks. Um, but Brock Purdy, you know. The defense has played well um, and is a big reason why, to be honest with you, that the Niners have been able to win 10 straight. Brock Purdy's done enough. Uh, we will see as the playoffs go uh, forward how that will last. But they play a Seattle Seahawks team that is just happy to be there. Uh, Geno <laughs> Smith, um, you know, and the Seattle Seahawks are 9-8. and eight. Geno Smith came off a year where he just set the Seahawks franchise record for most passing yards in a season breaking Russell Wilson's record this year. So, I, I mean, it's it's, it's it's insane the season that Geno Smith had this year. Oh um, he really has not played that well the second half of the season. And, I, I you know, it, it's kind of surprising to see Seattle sneak into the playoffs. But, you know, as they stumbled, the commander stumbled, the, the Lions stumbled, the Packers, obviously, as we just talked about, stumbled at the very end. So there were teams that were there that had the opportunity to play in this game and are not. So the Seahawks are, uh, this will be obviously the third time that these two teams play. And, you know, the previous meetings did not go well for Seattle. Um, this is definitely a wild card team or, or a wild card team that's facing one of the top teams in the NFC. And, you know, Seattle is just going to go in and play spoiler in this one or try yeah, to, I uh, should say. Yeah. And, and you look at it, I mean, this is like, you know, this is the Niners team that, you know, tied with the Vikings could in a different day and age have gotten the uh, the second seed and had a bye right now. But instead, you're, you're, you Seahawks, you made it. Congratulations, you're playing one of the best teams in the NFC, like you just said. Um, so it, it, they are definitely playing spoiler. They're playing with house money. So you never know. I mean, Seahawks, literally the Seahawks have no, been known to um, come in and barely make the playoffs and then win playoff games against the Saints a couple of years ago. I remember that game. Um, so, you know, who knows? Anything can happen. It's one game. Anything, yeah, anything can happen. And, and, you know, the playoffs are a whole other beast. Let's see how Brock Purdy does in the big moment. That's true. Obvious, That's true. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan's game plan has done well, right? I, I mean, you, you, you trust the offensive scheme. You have McCaffrey. Questionable to see if D, how healthy Debo is going to be. And you have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and a very good offensive line and a great defense. But can Brock Purdy, when you need your quarterback to be the quarterback, if you know what I mean, can he yeah. ha can he step up in the moment? And Seattle has a defense that has, I think, outperformed expectations this year. He's going to have to have a good game, or Seattle could catch San Francisco by surprise. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, San Francisco has to be rolling on all cylinders to win this game. 
Yeah, I mean, and also the question is going to come down to see, can Seattle put up enough points to make Brock that's, Purdy feel uncomfortable? That's 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 where I'm that that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. how good is this Seattle's? I, I I mean, look, you have the weapons. You have Lockett. You have DK, and you have a very good running back in Kenny Walker. Um, but mm-hmm. what is? I think Purdy and Geno Smith kind of cancel each other out. And if yeah. you do that, I, I mean, I think you have your answer. We'll get to it here in a little bit. The second game. On Saturday, uh, it will be on NBC at 8.15. So the Jaguars get back-to-back NBC games. They host the LA Chargers, which is your Super Bowl champion, Taylor. You That's have true. the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. And this is a Chargers <clears throat> team. That 10-7, and seven, they are going to Jacksonville. Play Jacksonville is playing very, very well. And mm-hmm. that defense has played really well. Lawrence is playing really well. And this is a Chargers team, talent-wise. I mean, we talk about it all the time. They have the talent to win the Super Bowl. It's why you picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. Yep. But they have coaching mistakes. They have mental lapses that cause, uh, I mean, cause them to lose games. And it really a big reason why they're 10 and 7, barely made the playoffs, is because of those mental lapses and the coaching issues. They go into a very well coached team against the Jaguars. I don't think it's just easy to say, well, the Chargers will beat the Jaguars. They're not that good. They're representing a really bad AFC South. Not so fast for me. <clears throat> no, I, I do think that, uh, you know, the Jaguars are a dangerous team. Their defense is not is not bad at all. And they have, you know, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, but on the Chargers side, they have Justin Herbert. And so it's a battle of two very young up-and-coming quarterbacks. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking fun matchup, really fun yeah, matchup no, for sure. Um, two young quarterbacks. This might be a matchup we see going forward in the AFC for a long time. I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't hope. I hope the Jaguars fail at everything. But um, what's but crazy I, I just, is, but I like Trevor you, Lawrence. Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC at 27. <laughs> really? He's the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoff bracket at 27. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And he's been to the most Super Bowls. I mean, obviously, he's yeah. the only one who's been, I think. Um, been twice, yeah. He's the only one that's been twice in the AFC. Uh, well, no, because uh, Burrow's been once, yeah. Um, uh, but, yes, so it, it should be a really fun matchup. Um, you know, the the weapons, I, I tend to think Jaguars have the better weapons right now because we don't know if Mike Williams is going to be healthy and playing. Uh, and Keenan's been banged up all year. Keenan is banged up. He's he, uh, he's getting past his prime now. I think he's on the 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 downturn. Unfortunately, I mean you have Austin Eckler always, but you know Chargers have a lot on the defensive side that uh, are now coming together. I mean Derwin James, if he can stay in the game, and uh, Joey Bosa coming back, and and it should be an interesting matchup for sure. I I, I think this is one of the closer matchups. Um, in the first I, I do too. I, I think this is going to be a great game. I'm I'm looking forward to our picks here as well. Yeah. Um Sunday, there's three games on Sunday. Otis is like trying to break down my door. I don't know if you can hear that through the mic. <laughs> I can hear it. Uh, <laughs> um Sunday we have three games. Uh one o'clock kicks off. Miami plays Buffalo for a third time. We have a lot of repeat matchups in mm. the first round. Um, act, and believe it or not, you only have one matchup that hasn't seen each other this year, and that would be the Chargers and the Jaguars. A- each other matchup, the teams have seen each other this year, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, yeah. Dolphins I mean, had three of them are in division. 
Yeah, so, yeah. right. Dolphins had, and this is what the NFL wanted with adding that seventh team. Yeah. You know, you, you get these kind of matchups. The Dolphins head to Buffalo, and, and look, uh, um, I think there was a time of the year where a lot of people would sit here and say maybe Miami would win this game. However, uh, we don't know if Tua is going to even play. There's some optimism that he will, but he is still in concussion protocol as of this point. We are recording on Tuesday, so there's usually a pretty big update on Wednesday. So there's a chance once this show airs, there will be an update on Tua, but we can only go off of what we know. And as of right now, he's still in concussion protocol and will not be able to play, which would mean either Teddy Bridgewater, if he can get over the thumb injury or pinky injury, whatever finger it is, or Skylar Thompson would be starting a playoff game for the Dolphins heading into Orchard Park against a Buffalo Bills team that is out on a mission. Um, this is a Bills team that, you know, has been playing pretty well. Obviously, we all know what happened. Uh, we we saw what they did against the Pats the other day. Um, this is a Bills team in Orchard Park. Look, I don't I don't I don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback, but you know, the Dolphins really only chance in this game is if Tua plays. Um the Chargers and the the Jaguars did play in the regular season. Did they really? Week three. Yeah, yeah, because this NFC South played the. I saw a video. I saw a video. The last time the Chargers and the Jaguars played was when Philip Rivers was like taunting the defensive player um, Mm. when he got sacked. He like just yelled a bunch of nonsense to him, and the ref had to like push Philip Rivers away. Yeah, I remember. I've seen that video a lot, but no, they definitely played this year uh, because the AFC South played the 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 West this this year. This that was there. Okay, so all playoff matchups have seen each other. All playoff matchups have seen each other, which is which is even more nuts. Yeah, yeah, which is even yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry, the Dolphins Bills. That's what we were talking about, right? Dolphins Bills. Okay, yeah. Well, welcome Uh, back. Well, welcome back, Taylor. Sorry, I was looking it up because I was like, "Eh, I thought the Jaguars played the Chargers, but um, yeah, Dolphins Bills round three, um, as we Mm -hmm. talked about, uh, the first one in the in the heat. Uh, Bills Bills had a chance to win that game, but Dolphins um, took it in the end. And then you came back, and it was the supposedly blizzard game, but it really didn't start snowing heavily until the the fourth quarter. But it, that was a great game. I uh, knowing whether or not Tua will be back, um, I, I I just don't know. The Dolphins, you know, they started off so strong in the beginning of the year, but you know, with all of the the unfortunate concussions that Tua has suffered it's it, you wonder like it, it it's 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 something to do with I don't know if it's like the way that he's getting tackled or the turf that they're playing on or what's going on with him but it, it, it's weird that he had three concussions I believe this year um, and so you worry about that uh, as a person standpoint and as a playing standpoint um, can the Dolphins beat the Bills I don't know the Bills obviously are coming in you know, pumped up. They they've had this matchup. They know this opponent. They're very much a well aware of how the Dolphins are going to try to uh, run up and down the field. And the Bills are just as good as any other team at keeping up with that. With Stephon Diggs and their outside threats, and the fact that you know Josh Allen can throw it a mile down the field. Um, and you know, with the the whole Demar Hamlin thing, the Bills obviously have even more to root for going forward, you know, this, this, they're going to ride the emotion of, of this whole situation, I think as far as it will take them. Um, so I, I don't know, the bills could be posed for a very, very deep 
AFC playoff run. Um, and the Dolphins, you know, they, they kind of they kind of limped in and they almost didn't yeah, make did. the playoffs. Yeah, so they did. That, that 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 worries me on the Dolphins side. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Dol- I mean, the Dolphins started off on fire, obviously, and then it really started going downhill when Tua had the concussion issues, and they really never really regained um, the level that they were playing at to start the year. And, and some people may say, and I, I'm one of them, that they were never really that good to begin with. But um, you know, they're in, and, and we'll see what happens. The 4:30 game on Fox will be the Giants and the Vikings. This is a rematch of a very good game that we saw on Christmas Eve. Um, the Giants, I, I mean, the, look, the Vikings had to win on a 61-yard field goal at the end of the game to just win this. And the Vikings really, uh, um, you, you know, this is a team that you and I talk about all the time. That. You know, they look good, you know, when it doesn't matter. But when it really matters most, I mean, this is a team that two weeks ago got absolutely demolished by a Green Bay Packers team that didn't even beat the Lions. Um, You know, and part of that is the NFL is just a weird league. You got to show up every single week. But that's the problem, Taylor. This Vikings team does not show up each and every week. And Kirk Cousins in a meaningful playoff game, I, you, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? It's, it's. I mean, it's at four thirty, um, so <laughs> you know, it's not one o'clock. So yeah, it's still you know, standalone. It's not, it's not prime time. Well, it's standalone, so I consider it prime time. Um, yeah. So you know what? Like this Giants team. Now the Giants, on the other hand, Taylor. Like, look, this is a team. They obviously have had a. A, a decent rebound you, you know that they they were not supposed to be here they were not supposed to be here but i'm not gonna say they're it's hilarious good to watch you tiptoe around um that this giants team is good because i remember like you know a couple weeks ago or like in the beginning of the year when they were two and oh and then three and oh and then four and oh and you were like this is the worst four and oh team they I've are ever seen. and this and, is probably and, the worst and, playoff and here team. they are trying not to give them credit and here they are in the playoffs and this is probably the worst playoff team. Maybe this is probably the worst playoff team in the league. I cannot <laughs> believe this Giants team still exists. They do not have a win over a team above 500, Taylor. Oh my God. They do not have a win over a team over 500. <laughs> they have not beat a team over 500. This is, this is a Giants team that are a bunch of frauds. I hate it. I hate it. I can't believe they're in the playoffs. But you know what? You know we'll we'll let we'll let it play out, right? You know Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are going to get extended. Look, I, I'm happy for Saquon to get his bread, but I could not be happier that the Giants played themselves into more time with Daniel Jones as their quarterback. I could not be happier about it. Um, thank you, Giants. Uh, you, you know, uh, look, good luck out there to you. Um, but the thing is they're in this game because the Vikings, you don't know what Vikings team shows up. So yeah, the giants are maybe not the best team out there, but we just saw the Vikings. I mean, be as inconsistent as ever for a majority of the season, even though they were 13 and four, how many of those games that we were talking about were they had eight straight games that were decided by one possession. They so this is not a Vikings differential team. and they still have it. Like this is a Viking. Look, this is not a good Vikings team that, no. you know, they're 13 and four. They're the three seed. They're going to beat the giants handedly. Not really. I mean, this is a Vikings team that has issues. No, if a couple kicks went 
here, this way, that way. This easily could be a team that's like not even in the playoffs. Um, right. That, that their their season is literally like razor thin. Like if it had gone just a little bit one of the uh, other directions, it could have been done. Um, but you give it to the Giants and say that the Giants have a chance in this game because of that. You don't yes. know if if you know Justin Jefferson is going to be shut down for one catch. And and uh, you know I what I and that, you know but... what I expect the Giants to do: give Saquon Barkley the ball as much as he can handle. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. Why wouldn't they? Uh, that and have Daniel Jones run the ball and just dare the Vikings to figure out how to stop it. And then on the defensive side, they put some pressure on Kirk Cousins, and then. You know, if you can defend Justin Jefferson on the backside or at least slow him down, put some pressure on Kirk, that might be all you need to do. I think the Giants are better coached. I, I think that Brian Dable is the coach of the year in my eyes, and I think that he's going to out-coach the Vikings. And I, I just – I mean, I guess I, we won't give our predictions, but, like, this is this is how the, the path that the Giants could win is is if they are out – they out-coach the Vikings and, you know – they win a close game because that's all that the Vikings usually play is close games, which I mean, you could say prepares them for the playoffs. Like if it, if you're going to be good at something, being good at winning close games, I guess is a skill that you could be like, Hey, at least we do that. If we keep it close, we can, we win a lot of those games. Like they're clutch and they know how to be clutch. So they do. you give them to them with that. But like at some point you, you got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And like handily, not let the Colts almost destroy. It. Like obviously they came back and they won that game, but for a half it was thirty-eight points by the Colts. You, no, you you can't let the Colts with this uh, offense score that much. That and many. their performance against the Packers was pathetic. Yeah. Just absolutely pathetic. Um, <clears throat> that that's not a team that I expect to make a deep playoff run if you're going to play like that. Um, let's go to the Sunday night game on NBC which would be the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, Obviously those two saw each other just this past week with a a lot to play for. However, the Ravens may look a little different. Um, Obviously Anthony Brown start started at quarterback Huntley was out who was replacing Lamar who has been out. Um, This is a Ravens team that I expected to represent the AFC. Um, If Lamar stayed healthy, I I still firmly believe that they had a very good chance at doing so. Um, But between the health of Lamar, not knowing if he's going to play, period, um, they have not been the same with Tyler Huntley. Uh, and, and this is a Ravens team that lacks weapons on the offensive side of the ball as well versus a Bengals team that seemingly is getting hot at the right time, just like they did last year. You know, they they start off slow, but they have really turned it around. Joe Burrow is playing as good a football as he ever did at – any point last year, they have multiple weapons on offense. Mixon's healthy again. Um, this defense is better. Still questions about the Bengals' offensive line, which kind of plays into the Ravens' strength a little bit because they have a very good defensive front. Um, but overall, this is a very solid Bengals team that that is going to play a Ravens team that you don't know. Again, just just like the Dolphins, you don't really know. You don't know the status of Lamar. Um, again, on Wednesday we may know more, but Harbaugh even over the weekend relayed that he has no idea how this week's going to play out. Yeah. And it seems kind of weird. I don't, the whole injury situation, cause they seem, I, I, it seems like the Ravens organization and Lamar are not on the same page with no, not how, at all. How quickly he was going to come back. 
And that's probably due to, you know, the elephant in the room that is his contract negotiation and the fact that they don't want to pay him all this guaranteed money. And he's like, well, then I'm going to take my good ass time getting back to playing because I'm not going to put my health at risk when you're not guaranteeing me money. And and I think the Ravens are playing with fire here. Like, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't I think there's something more going on there than just I mean, that he's hurt. There's no, it, it's got to be stuff about the contract negotiations. And I think the Ravens are absurd for not giving him whatever he wants because they, you've seen, we, we, we've seen it like Tyler Huntley. Okay. He's fine. He, he runs the offense well enough. He's not Lamar Jackson. Like he's not an MVP. Lamar Jackson is an MVP. You're not going to get better than Lamar Jackson unless you, you know, luck out and get one of the top picks in the draft and you happen to hit on someone like a Patrick Mahomes where it's like a diamond in the rough kind of situation where he was he went 10th or whatever it was but like he, no one expected him to be as good as he was or he would have gone first but you know Lamar Jackson you just need to pay the man and if they're not gonna let him walk because I, I think they'll franchise tag him before they do anything else um I but agree. you know they, they need to pay him and uh, he and right so Lamar is showing them but. I know a lot of Jets fans hoping that they don't <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I exactly. I hear people I hear Colts fans being like, Should we trade for Lamar Jackson? And I'm like, I guess maybe, but like why would the Ravens give him up? Like it makes no sense. He is an MVP. Like he's yeah. literally won the award. Like you're not you're not gonna come close to anything like him. Like uh, m- maybe in a few years, if you got lucky, you'd find someone who is half as talented as him, maybe a better arm thrower, but he wouldn't be the runner. So like I don't know. I just I think, you know. Wherever Lamar goes, maybe he he does get injured at some point because of his aggressive style and his running style. But but man, you know, the thing, ride the wave while he's there. The thing that seems to be continuously popping up with Lamar is that he hasn't really adjusted to how aggressive he is when running. Like you see guys like even even like a, a Patrick Mahomes, a, a Jalen Hurts, a Burrow who is mobile, a Herbert that's mobile. Not not obviously as big, Jalen probably more so than any of the others closest to, um, I, I guess I could throw Kyler in there as well. Um, you see guys like that be more passive about when they want to get hit or get out of bounds. Obviously, Kyler tore his ACL, but that wasn't really running. I mean, you can only really control so much when you tear your ACL where Lamar just seems to not really just know when a play should be over. He tries to fight for that extra yard. And it just reminds me so much of how RG three eventually got face out of this league because he was the same way. I mean, you had, you had RG three before Lamar, you had Vic before RG three and, and Vic kind of had to learn or else he would not have survived how to dodge a lot of, continuous hard hits and Lamar just seems to be one of those that is more closer to RG three than he is a Vic where he just reckless abandon. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. And which surprises me because RG three was in the locker room with Lamar. And I know that was a conversation that was had over and over and over again that, you know, RG three was trying to tell him when to, you know, just giving him advice on how to preserve his body and, and to, you know, make sure that he's available on game day. He clearly has not learned from those mistakes. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I think that's a part of what makes Lamar so good, 
but there's also a negative trade-off there, and that's where the longevity of Lamar is something that you question when you're a team looking at a guy, you know, that's now all of a sudden, I mean, he's only 25. He's young. Believe yeah. it or not, Lamar is only 25 years old. But the wear and tear of that, you know, those hits on a, a body that predicates most of his production off of the mobility, mm-hmm. you wonder how long he has in the NFL of being a productive quarterback. It's just an interesting yeah. angle that I, I think I think that's part of where the Ravens are thinking. I, I get that, but I'm all, if also, but I'm, if I'm the Ravens, I'm like, okay, but like, where's the grass greener? Like, he, oh, it's he, not. No, you're you're not getting a better product than Lamar. That's what and I'm you, saying. So I'm and saying, the Ravens, if you're the Ravens, you cater that roster. That roster is catered for what Lamar does. You exactly. cater that entire roster to Lamar Jackson. In the so if you do not bring Lamar back, you have to find the next closest thing. And there is no other next Lamar Jackson or closest to Lamar Jackson. There is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, exactly, and I, I totally. I didn't mean that. to. Pre- I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, no, no. But that's what I think. I think that they should pay the man because, regardless of the risk and all the risk that you laid out, all of that is valid. And I think if you're the Ravens, you're terrified. You're terrified every time he runs the ball, but you're right. also delighted. Like, yeah, cool. He made the twenty yard rush for a touchdown. That's awesome. But then in the back of your mind, a little is like, ah, but he what if he at some points. He just tears his ACL and you're done. But I think you have to do that because you created this offense for him. And so if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to maximize your defense and then just all in on this Lamar offense and just and, go for it. You might and, only win one. And obviously, and obviously reports are starting to trickle out with out of Arizona that DeAndre Hopkins um, could be traded this offseason. If yeah. I'm Baltimore, you bring uh-huh. back Lamar. And you go and get him, DeAndre Hopkins. That, look what AJ Brown. Look what AJ Brown did for Jalen Hurts this year. You need to get him an AJ Brown. Yeah, that's I, the I, other problem is that they don't have weapons besides like Mark Andrews, which is cool. Yeah. But like, you need speed on the outside and good hands, and you have nothing when you're working with Duvernay. And I mean, Rashad Bateman was okay, but Rashad Bateman was good, but then he got hurt. You know, but, he, it, but he hasn't been he, – he's not great, though. He, he's good, compliment piece. He's your Devonta Smith, but you need your A.J. Brown. Like, yeah. you know, you need both. You need you need your superstar. I mean, I mean look, look, look what the Bengals did for Burrow, getting him mm-hmm. Jamar Chase to put with T. Higgins yeah. and, and Tyler Boyd. Look what, you know, they the Dolphins did with Fertua. Look what the Bills yeah. did for Allen. They got him yep. digs. So you look at these quarterbacks that have taken the next step and – it, you know, and that's why I hate the argument. Like, well, you know, the the quarterback is a product of all the talent around him. Well, yeah, there's not many quarterbacks that are that good without talent around them. It, that's why these quarterbacks are good is because teams catered to that player and got him players that cater to what he does. Yeah, there's only some trans transcendent like quarterbacks that can make whatever. Tom Brady best. made garbage yeah. off the street look like pretty diamonds but that's about yeah, it exactly exactly like uh, like i mean yeah yeah that that's that's really what it is like a, a great quarterback like patrick mahomes when and when tyreek hill left and everyone thought that he was gonna be have a big drop off i mean no because patrick mahomes is just kind of good like crazy good so he can make it work with whoever um obviously having kelsey still helps <laughs> but, i was about uh, to say there's there's still talent in kansas there's still City. kelsey of course of course but it's like you know you don't have the the super superstar stud wide and, receiver and, the one and Kansas City has about three receivers I would take before I would take Bateman. So or still. 
I, I mean, you, yeah, you still. Yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony is pretty damn good. Right. He plays. Yeah. He plays. So, I mean, and, and if you want to say Kadarius Tony is injury prone, well, guess what? So is Bateman. So, it, it, you true. know, I, I don't know. I, it's that an interesting conversation. Tony is, is obviously up there. Uh, we have one final game of Wildcard Weekend before we go and do our brackets, and that would be Monday night. And <laughs> I have significant interest of this because depending on <laughs> who wins this one, could be the team that the Eagles play. Depends. Um, the Cowboys play the Buccaneers. Obviously, you know, Dallas, up and down, man. Up and down. One week they, they look great, and then the next week they lose 26-6 to to the Commanders um, and Sam Howell. So, you, you know, this is another thing where, like, when games matter most, I do not trust Dak Prescott, who played – Five less games than the 17-game schedule and led the league in interceptions. Um, you know, look, they, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, the Cowboys, this is a defense. Look, you have Micah Parsons. Great. Fantastic. You get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But guess what? Your secondary is ass. It is booty. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs cannot break up. I, I, I Look. He either looks like the greatest corner on the planet or he gets burned for an 80-yard touchdown. And we've seen more of the latter this year than last. Uh, this is a Cowboys team that I don't trust the coaching with Mike McCarthy. I, I don't trust it. Um, you know, the Cowboys proved that they could put up points, but they also have mental blunders in the playoffs. Just look at what happened last year at home against San Francisco. Meanwhile, you look at the other side of things, and look, Tampa has been brutal this year. I don't think there's another way to sugarcoat it brutal but guess what they have tom brady in the playoff game (laughs) they have tom brady in a playoff game at home they still have chris godwin they still have mike evans they still have leonard Fournette. they still have a pretty damn good defense i I, i'm telling you this game has a lot of spice to it yeah there's definitely definitely some intrigue here and tampa beat dallas earlier to start the year yeah uh, that was week one, so I mean, I think uh, a lot may have changed from that here is to there. The, but... That is the game that, by the way, Dak got hurt in. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So uh, the Buccaneers, they have been pretty bad. They do have a losing record, um, but you know, because the NFC South is so bad. Yeah, but they um, also didn't play. I'm mean, Brady played a drive last yeah, weekend against yeah, I mean, Atlanta. They I did guess, not. They had nothing that. to play for. So the eight and nine, yeah, they are eight and nine, but they could have been nine and eight if that game mattered. I guess. True, true, but they, they still, you know, and no, it's, that doesn't take away from the <laughs> doesn't take away from the point. Tampa has been yeah. bad this year. Tampa has been bad, uh, but you're right. I mean, if I'm gonna bet against anyone in the playoffs, uh, Tom Brady's top of the list for guys I I trust. Uh, uh, well I trust him more than Dak Prescott. Prescott. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I put my money on Tom Brady uh, every day of the week and twice on Sunday before I put my money on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to do anything in the playoffs. Um, and that's what I'll say about that. Oh, I, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. And I, and I think Tampa knows that this is probably the last hurrah before they blow that thing into oblivion. Um, uh-huh. A lot of question about if Todd Bowles is the guy there as well. So we will see what happens um, with, with that. A lot of good games this weekend. But, however, let's get to our brackets, Taylor. This is where we make our predictions, not only for this weekend, but we will create our bracket, obviously. I mean, if all things go well, we might be right. 
and we might have the games that we predict um, properly. But, you know, we'll make our predictions next week as well. But we are going to make our bracket. And so let's start. We'll start in the AFC because we've we've been talking about it. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously Kansas City at the top seed. So we will leave it at that. Uh, Taylor, let's start with the two seed Buffalo. They face a seven seed Miami. We talked about it. We talked about we don't really know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Tua? And if it's not Tua, is Teddy Bridgewater healthy enough? And if it's not mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, it's going to be Skylar Thompson with mm-hmm. Mike Glennon backing him up. Um, either way, you have a lot of weapons. Tyreek Hill, although has an ankle injury, they are not fully healthy. Raheem Mostert is doubtful this week. He fa- he suffered a broken, I, I think that was a broken thumb. Um, so they are down a running back. Uh, this is a Dolphins offense that's going to need to put points up against the Bills team at home that can put points up in bunches. Um, I just personally do not see a way that Buffalo loses this game. I'm going to take the Bills on this one by a lot. Yeah. I agree. I agree. If Tua was playing, it would be a much closer game. I don't even see. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I I I think it'll be it would be closer. I mean, it would be closer. Yes. Last time they played was a pretty damn close game. I mean, the last two times they played was a pretty close game. Now the Bills probably should have won both of them. Um. So you know, take that as it was. Um. They didn't win the first one, but it was by like mere seconds, inches. Um. But yeah, I'm going with the Bills in this one. We talked about it at nauseum. We don't know who's going to even play for the Dolphins and and whether or not they can stay in the game. And with Tamar Hamlin and stuff, I, I really do think that the Bills are going to get an emotional boost th- throughout the playoffs just playing with his memory in mind. Um, and that means something. So uh, I think the Bills are going to make it through. Let's, sure. uh, yeah. Let's go to a more intriguing matchup. That would be the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, we talked about, again, another quarterback situation where if Lamar plays, this is going to be a very good game, a close game, and I, I don't count out the Ravens. Um, however, if I mean, if this is Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown, I, I mean, that it, we, we already saw what it was like with Anthony Brown behind center. It was not pretty. The Bengals forced – a bunch of turnovers, really never a doubt about that game. I don't see, again, a way that the Ravens win without Lamar Jackson. And if Lamar Jackson plays, I'm tempted to take the Ravens, but they will not beat the Bengals. I think the Bengals are the second-best team in the AFC right now. They are playing very, very well. They're playing great football. Burrow's playing um, some of the best football of his early career, Uh Bunch of weapons, all of them healthy. The defense is better. The offensive line is a little suspect, but they beat the Ravens, and I think they beat them rather handedly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they just played them last week and showed them exactly what they're going to do to them this week. Um, I, I think the Bengals beat the Ravens. If Lamar doesn't play, it's going to be ridiculously easy, I think, for them to to win this game. If Lamar plays, it could be closer here and there, but like uh, when it comes down to it, I just don't think the Ravens have the – the chemistry right now i mean with with mar being out for so long as i don't think that they just have the pieces that are ready to be playing especially when you compare to the Bengals, who are like firing on all cylinders and have been absolutely lighting it up lately so i think the Bengals, like you said i agree with them being the second best team in the league or not in the league in the afc um yeah i'll take the Bengals. 
Jaguars and the Chargers. Obviously, Taylor, the Chargers are your Super Bowl <laughs> pick, so I have a feeling I know where you're going to go. But At least for I, this one. I, yeah, right? <laughs> um, the Jaguars, look, man, Doug Peterson and the Jags have been playing really good ball, and I just simply don't trust the coaching of the Chargers. I don't trust... I don't trust Brandon Staley in a big moment. This is a Doug Peterson-led team. Doug has won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, knows how to lead a team to the Super Bowl, knows what it means to be an underdog. Um, And this Jaguars team has been hot. Lawrence is playing really, really well, and the Chargers just seem to never put it together at the right time. I am taking the Jaguars in this game, and I think they beat the Chargers at home. Chargers have traveled across country, traveled back home, and we'll have to travel again across country, all of within a week and a half. Um, I think this plays right into the Jaguars' hands. Better weapons, like you had pointed out earlier. Defense is playing really well. Everything is pointing towards the Jaguars to beat the Chargers here. Well, I did pick the Chargers at the beginning of the year to win the whole damn thing. I am going to at least ride them through to make it past wildcard weekend. I will take them... <laughs> I will have them beating. We'll, 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 we'll talk about who they play here in a little bit if they were yeah. to win. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, at least, at least through the wild card, uh, I'm gonna take the Chargers to to beat the Jaguars. I I think it's gonna be a good game. I think you know, at some point, Justin Herbert's gonna have to have a signature game. Um, if we think he's as good as he you know, as everyone says he is, as, as I think he is, I think he's, uh, you know, a top five quarterback in this league right now. Um, and I think that he needs to have a, a signature moment to show it. I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence will have his, especially next year. I think the Jaguars are a team to watch because, you know, they're getting Calvin Ridley uh, who's actually going to play and it, it's going to be an explosive offense. But I think this year the Chargers just overwhelm them and, I think Justin Herbert makes it past at least to the next round. <laughs> I like what you did there. I, 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 I respect it. I do. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the wild card round in the NFC before we head to the divisional round. The Niners and the Seahawks. I mean, we, we talked about this game. And we said, look, I I mean, talent-wise, San Francisco should win this game, right? I I mean, they have the better offense. They have the better defense. And, uh, you know, they they seem to have been one of the hottest teams in football going into the playoffs, if not the hottest. Um, San Francisco does have Brock Purdy, though. And as much as we want to talk about, you know, how the the Kyle Shanahan system seems to be quarterback-proof, what happens if there is a moment where Brock Purdy has to actually step up? Is he going to be able to live up to the moment when you have a Seattle team that really has nothing to lose on the other side? And those are probably the most dangerous teams when there are no expectations. They're coming in. And quite honestly, they're going to fuck around to find out. They do not care. You know what I mean? I mean, this is a Seahawks team led by Pete Carroll. What a great job Pete Carroll has done with a team that I think anybody with a bra- half a brain truly expected them to be a bottom five team in the NFL. Geno Smith at quarterback. What did they go out and do? Well, Geno Smith shattered the franchise record (laughs) passing yards set by Russell Wilson this year, and the Seahawks snuck into the playoffs. Um, It's in San Francisco. I I, This is (laughs) third time. It's always tough to beat a team three times in the same season. 
It's always tough. And that applies to the Buffalo game. That applies to the Cincinnati game. And guess what? It's going to apply to the San Francisco game as well. Well, I still am going to pick San Francisco um, because Me I too. just <laughs> – I mean, it's hard to tough, beat a team three times, but if you're going to be uh, the 49ers, I think are a team that can do it. Um, I think it comes down to what I kind of teased at the end of when we broke down this game and the fact that the Niners, uh, the Seahawks, are they going to be able to put up enough points to make Brock Purdy have to make big plays, to have mm-hmm. to put like some sweat on his brow? Like, I just don't think they're going to because I think the 49ers defense is so good that it's going to hold the Seahawks to maybe, you know, 20 points max. And I think that Brock Purdy can put up 28 points, four touchdowns. He doesn't even have to score four touchdowns. He has to throw two. The defense gets one and Christian McCaffrey uh, runs in another. Like it's just that easy for the Niners, or at least it has been for the past 10 games since they lost to the, uh, since they got embarrassed by the, the, the chiefs. They have not lost a game, and it doesn't matter who has been behind quarterbacking. It it doesn't matter. Their defense is too good. It doesn't let you put up enough points, and and they put up just enough to to outscore. That last time they played the Seahawks, or at least one of the times, I think they held the Seahawks at thirteen points and they scored twenty. It's like, okay, well that works too. Twenty one to thirteen. You know, if you hold them to thirteen, you don't have to score more than three touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Absolutely no. <laughs> I am gonna take the Niners too. I, I think just overall they're a better team. Look, I, as well as Seattle has played, um, I, I think they're just a deficient team. Like we expected them to be a rebuild, they snuck into the playoffs. But to face a team like San Francisco, that's a tall order. And San Francisco has done whatever they've wanted to Seattle this year. I expect that to remain the same. Um, Minnesota and the Giants. Look, I, I mean, we talked about it, right? Christmas Eve. It came down to a 61-yard field goal for Minnesota to win. Minnesota plays down to their opponents, which Kirk Cousins is going to show up. He's 1-3 all-time in the playoffs. He does not play well in the playoffs. This Vikings team has disappointed time and time again this season. They led the league in most one-possession games. You could take that as a strength, or you could take that as a weakness. As a team with a negative point differential at 13-4, and four, are they a flawed 13-4 and four team? Yes. <laughs> I, they, they, yeah, absolutely they are. Um, and, you know, on the other side of the ball, we talked about the Giants. Worst playoff team in the bracket, in my opinion. <laughs> that doesn't mean I trust the Vikings, though. I am going to take the New York Giants to go oh on the road. Oh, my. The worst playoff team. I'm worst playoff the- team gets lucky, and they beat the Minnesota Vikings because, you know what? Kirk Cousins sucks just a little bit more than <clears throat> Daniel Jones. It's close. Listen, if um, Ryan Dable has to roll out Daniel Jones every single time and have him rush for for how many yards, and then and 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 that's the way he's gonna win. That's gonna the way he's gonna win. Honestly. They're 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 in it. That you know, guess what? You know, if if they if they get to go into the playoffs and knock off a Vikings team that clearly has holes. I I, I you know fine whatever. Congratulations. Guess who you get to play next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I th- I'll take the Giants though. Yeah, I, you're I taking the Giants as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Honestly, I mean the Vikings. You know, we could go out here and the Giants will make us look like fools because the Giants. Oh yeah, no, the Vikings could easily beat them forty to ten. Wouldn't surprise but, me in the slightest. But, but I just I don't know. 
this this reeks this reeks of the Giants going in there and and winning this game. Sure does, sure does. And to your point, like, do you trust Brian Dable a little more than Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, <clears throat> Tampa and Dallas, the Monday Night Football game. Look, I I laid out all the reasons why I sure do not trust Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you you could give me the Bible and I wouldn't find enough pages that <laughs> for reasons why I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys. And the one thing that we talked about, I am not going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, at least for one round. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are the most flawed, fraudulent, overrated bunch of losers <laughs> in the NFL. They think Dak Prescott is a God and they're going to get humbled real quick down in Tampa. The Buccaneers are going to beat them. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to just agree with you on everything, but I. I you also didn't. Feel you picked like, the Chargers. Oh, that's true. The, the The Buccaneers can win this game and will win this game. I mean, I think a lot of people around the country are saying it. And 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 Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys. He's. I think seven and zero right now. Seven and zero. I mean, he's not going to do it in this maybe last year in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, I, I can't see them not putting it or like Tom Brady at least putting together a fantastic game to keep it close, and I could see him scraping by. And I mean, the Cowboys would have to play. You know, they'd have to play Dak, a perfect game. Dak would have to play a perfect game and not, and not you know, throw a pick, which he has in the last like six games. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't trust the Cowboys. <laughs> surprise, no. surprise. <laughs> yeah, su- surprise. Yeah. Yeah. America's team, my ass. Um, so let's go America's to the def- <laughs> constantly. They're like the Trump of the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that one. Um, Kansas city and Jacksonville in the divisional round for me. Um, I am going to take Kansas City. I think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. Um, you know, Jacksonville is a nice story beating the Chargers, but come on now. That I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead before they go and head to a potential, you know, neutral site AFC championship game. <laughs> um, so pathetic that the NFL did that, but whatever. That's a whole other Story for another day. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. Taylor, you have the Chiefs taking on your um, your Super Bowl pick, the L.A. Chargers. Um, All right. Well, good luck out be, there. Let's be clear here. I'm picking the Chiefs because I also agree that I think that they're the best team in the AFC. I think there's only one of two other teams that could beat them, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about at least one of them coming up. Yep. Um, but it, uh, it's not going to be the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers would have to play a perfect game, and and you know, I I just I I just can't see. It. I think Patrick Mahomes makes it to another AFC Championship game, and perhaps farther. I I mean I, I think the, plus the way Andy Reid gets his teams ready for for a playoff run, uh, you, you can't <coughs> discount them. Hey, if you think they're losing to Brandon Staley and the Chargers, you got another thing coming. Uh, so let's go to the other divisional round game, which could be one of the games of the playoffs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Bengals yeah. and the Bills, which we both have, Taylor. Um, and, and I have come on here and said that I like the Bengals in a matchup against the Bills. I've said that all year. 
um, mm-hmm. that I think the Bengals are the second team, or at least half the stretches, as the top-tier teams have come into focus. I have liked more what I've seen from the Bengals than I have the Bills. Um, I think the Bills have holes, especially on the defensive side. They cannot stop the run. They have lapses in coverage when it comes to facing elite wide receivers. Well, it just so happens that the Bengals have three of them. Um, (laughs) Joe Burrow's playing great football. Josh Allen, as much as we've talked about Dak leading the league in interceptions, Josh Allen's second to Dak. Mm -hmm. And has, in my opinion, regressed this season because of his indecisiveness and poor decision-making at times. Overall, has he been very good? Yes, he's Josh Allen. But I have not liked in critical moments what I have seen from Josh Allen at times this year, and that is why I am picking the Bengals on the road to beat the Bills in Orchard Park. Yeah, it's the problem with the bills is that their offense is a little too one dimensional, or at least, you know, they don't really have a running game to rely on. So the running game is Josh Allen. So you, you know, you know, got to run the football well in, in playoff time. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to, to, to rely on just throwing it or, you know, having your quarterback um, run the ball because that's obviously putting him at risk and the ball at risk and you know obvious obviously you want your running back to be running and the fact that they cannot run it consistently with a running back i i don't know that they're going to be able to to make a deep playoff run and if you look at the Bengals side they're firing on all cylinders their defense is underrated they have weapons all around yeah the bills have one of the best defenses but can they find a way to cover jamar chase and t higgins and tyler boyd and and, and and whoever else is going to be open for them because the Bengals can get it to uh, – Joe Burr can spread it around. Um, I just think that the Bengals have been the better team down the stretch. Like, the Bills started off hot and they kind of rode it, um, but they didn't really, like – they weren't getting hot at the right time. In fact, I think they peaked in the early part of the season and then they've been trending down, especially with the interceptions that uh, Josh Allen has been throwing. And Joe Burrow, on the other hand, like you said, have been they they're kind of peaking now. They're peaking in the back half of the season, and they're peaking at the right time, just like they did last season. And so, yeah, I I, I would give it probably to the Bengals to to beat the Bills. Yeah, I I just think that they are ready to really push towards a back-to-back Super Bowl appearance. Um, let's go to the NFC side of the divisional round: San Francisco and Tampa Bay. Um, obviously we all know what happened last time the Buccaneers went to San Francisco. It was not pretty. It was not purdy at all. <laughs> I, I love you. I love me. I love me. Um, <laughs> one very purdy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> gracious tampa you know tampa it was nice to talk about them beating dallas um but i I, look that san francisco defense is not so much about brock purdy as it is what san francisco is as a team and as a whole this is still a tampa team that is not very good they're eight and nine for a reason they want a bad division that's why they're in the playoffs because if they were in a normal division they would have been eliminated a couple weeks ago um, so let's not sit here and act like the Buccaneers all of a sudden are going to be true contenders to push for a Super Bowl playoff berth. That's not what I'm saying. 
They beat a incon- I have them beating an inconsistent Cowboys team, but San Francisco to me is a much better team than Tampa Bay. They will go on to the NFC Championship game beating Tampa at home. Yeah, and like we were talking about earlier, it, it, it could go the other way. Like the Cowboys could definitely beat the Buccaneers just because the Buccaneers have been bad. Um, but in any case, with our picks here, Buccaneers making it through. I still think San Francisco is the better team. I, I think San Francisco is an absolutely dangerous team to any team, um, regardless of Purdy being there or not. I think their defense is legit. It is, it is a built like a, a playoff defense, and you have you know the perfect combination of rushing to the passer while defending on the back end and elite linebacker play with Fred Warner. Um, and then on top of that, you have an offense that works regardless of the quarterback you put in. Yes, the quarterback may have to make a few plays here and there, but he doesn't ever have to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't ever have to be Josh Allen. I don't think that's the way that this offense is predicated on. Um, so I I think, you know, using Christian McCaffrey, using uh, Kittle, using all of their schemes to get people open, schemes can go as far as the, you know, the, the operator can take them. So if, if the schemes are good, and the guys are open, then they're always going to be open because the schemes are just better than the other teams. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I have a feeling that Brock Purdy is going to be able to take this team very far, especially riding this defense. So yeah, I think they're easily going to move past the Buccaneers. Um, it's probably going to be an embarrassing game for Brady if it is his last. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the all important, all important game here. <sighs> Sing the song, Taylor. Yep. Victory. Bye, and I don't blame our listeners bye, if they uh, turn off the, the, the broadcast. <laughs> don't be such a bum, Taylor. I'm not being a bum. <laughs> we even have to do this side of the bracket. We know what you're doing. You should just say it. You you have the Eagles winning the whole damn thing, right? Well, what do you think? Yes, I think you have the Eagles winning the whole damn Super Bowl as you're wearing an Eagles Super Bowl jacket with fly Eagles fly right, right behind you. Yeah, I wonder who you're picking to win the whole damn If everyone the trouble, we can just turn it off now. You have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Look, I mean, where do I begin? The MVP in Jalen Hurts, coach of the year in Nick Sirianni, one of the league's best defense things. in the NFL. They are. I mean, look, the New York Giants – didn't even beat a team over 500 this year. And plus, I already bought, got tickets for that divisional game. Cannot wait. Unfortunately, those tickets are over a grand at this point. We did not get them at that price, but they are mm. unbelievable. But looking forward to the playoff atmosphere at the link. If you think that I went through a 14-3 and season, speaking the truth from day one, I said this Eagles team was going to make it to the Super Bowl. If you think I'm backing down now, with the low-life New York Giants coming into the link, spoiling the party, <laughs> go Birds. Birds by a lot. We move on to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, no one's picking the Giants to beat the, the Eagles, and if they are, they're foolish. Let's move on. So again, Next. that actually that actually could uh, matter, and I actually have a different differing opinion than you. Oh, stop yourself! The Chiefs no, I'm and not, I'm not backing down. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, you, you're doing it to piss me off. You, you may not even think of it, but you're like, you know what? I am going. You know what? We're not even there yet. Chiefs and Bengals in the AFC <laughs> Championship game. Taylor, uh, you know it's tempting to take the Bengals again. It really, really is. However, if this outcome happens, this game will actually be held at Arrowhead. 
Um, so with that being said, I am taking the Chiefs. I do think I have thought this um, for the majority of the season that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. I am going to continue that thought and take them to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, that will be a great AFC championship game. However, they gain they get revenge over last year where the Bengals came into Arrowhead and beat them. This time the Chiefs get the best of the Bengals in what should be a classic. Yes, I think the Chiefs win too. Um, there's only so many times in a row that you're going to be able to beat uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I know that Burrow has done it, I think, three times in a row now. But <laughs> at some point, it's going to go the opposite way. The, Patrick Mahomes is just too good um, for him to not take at least one game on you um, in a series like that. So I, I think that this is the game that it finally flips the other direction. The, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win it, and they move on to their third Super Bowl appearance in the Patrick Mahomes era. Pretty impressive considering he's 27 years yeah, it's old. absurd. That's um, why he signed a half-billion-dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Uh, so let's go to the NFC Championship game, which Eagles-Niners, great matchup. And if I thought that there was a team in the NFC, which I don't, but if I did think there was a team in the NFC, <laughs> I could do. Be, now, of course you do. But if, if there was an actual team that maybe, maybe has a chance of beating the Eagles at the link, it would be San Francisco, a uh, tough defense. Um, but if you think, I, I think Brock Purdy is coming into the link as well to beat the Eagles. Like, this, that's just it. Like, I look at the NFC, and I've said this all year long. There's just no legitimate threat to me to beat the Eagles. I, I mean, they've been toying with people thinking they've had a chance these past couple of weeks. They, they, you know, got the rust off Jalen last week. They're going to open up the playbook once again in the playoffs. They're going to be just fine. They got their guys back. And it's tough to go into Philadelphia and beat them. It really is. In a playoff game, it is hard to beat the Eagles at the link. Um, San Francisco is going to have to put up points. They're going to have to put up points against the Eagles to win. And if you think Brock Purdy in a shootout could put up the points, look, I get it. Defense wins championships, so they say. But the Eagles defense and the Niners defense, per, per pro football focus, were the top two defenses in the league. The difference was two yards. Average given up was the difference. The Eagles were number two, Niners number one, 300 to 302 yards per game. Both of these defenses are very good. The tiebreaker goes to the offense. The tiebreaker goes to the team with the MVP and Jalen Hurts, not Mr. Irrelevant. He's Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. The Eagles go to the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five years to go and claim another crown for the city of brotherly love. Nope. Yeah, whatever. They they make it to the championship, and then that's as far as they make it because the Niners are the better team. They have the better defense. Yeah, maybe statistically throughout the season they haven't, but uh, at this point, a 10-game winning streak that the Niners are on, um, they're feeling it. And Brock Purdy, you know, he's doing enough. He's doing enough, and he'll continue to do enough. And I think that, you know, this team that has had Jimmy Garoppolo bring them to the Super Bowl – um, I think that, you know, when it push comes to shove, that uh, Brock Purdy will do just fine, uh, even against a, a tough Eagles defense. I mean, are the Eagles going to be healthy? Yeah, they're healthy right now. But I mean, they they've been through they've had their issues with 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 Jalen Hurts, with Lane Johnson, with who knows who else on the on the uh, the on the team who, who's gone through the injuries. So I, I just don't know if they can match the physicality that they're going to have to to 
to beat this Niners team. Um, I mean, you yeah, talk about the physical angry and, and they're going to keep the, okay. if they're going to keep the score low, I, I think the score is going to be low either way. Here, here's the thing that I, that I counter with you. I mean, this is an Eagles team that was one sack shy of tying the 85 bear sack record. So physical daunting defense, they go hand in hand. The Eagles are one of the best run teams in all of football. They are the best run team in all of football. They average the most yards per game on the ground in the entire league. San Francisco yeah. is very good, but I mean the, the things well, that you're San pointing Francisco out that has a pretty good run defense the too. Things, the things that you're pointing out that San Francisco's San Francisco's good at, the Eagles are just as good at. And I look at the tiebreaker and I look at coaching and I look at Okay, you know, well, the quarterback the position. Coach, Kyle Shanahan is just as good of a coach, if not a better coach, than Nick Sirianni. And then I go to the MVP. It ain't Brock the, Purdy. The quarterback. Well, no, it's not Jalen Hurts either. It's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts because I the two games that Jalen did not play, you saw the effect that Jalen Hurts had with this team. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Yeah, and if, and if Patrick Mahomes went down, you think Kansas City is winning a goddamn game? No, they're not winning shit. So, I mean, just because he stayed healthy, you're going to penalize him for staying healthy and not proving that the team I don't, can't play without him? I, I don't think an MVP should be decided on two games missed. That's ludicrous. No, I don't think so either. But Patrick Mahomes has had better stats besides the rushing stats than Jalen Hurts. We'll see. Uh, I, we'll see. Yeah, we will. We will. But that's not a here than there. The fact of the matter is I, I'm picking the Niners. I think it's a close game, and I think the Eagles wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles won it and went to the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, – I've felt the Niners for a long time. Before they went on this streak, when they were a couple games in, when they still had Jimmy Garoppolo, for sure, I thought it. And then when Brock Purdy came in, I was a little nervous, but then they didn't really miss a beat. So uh, how can I say that, you know, Brock Purdy hasn't had a bad game, really. Like, he's, he's played okay in some games, but it's been enough. So we go to the Super Bowl. We go to the Super Bowl, and I have the Eagles Chiefs. You have the Niners and the Chiefs. So we both have the Chiefs, different NFC um, <clears throat> teams. I, this is a Super Bowl dream for me. It would be really fun either way. Um, it would be really fun. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Andy Reid, the former Eagles head coach facing the Eagles in the Super Bowl, would be really, really cool. Um, you know, I have believed that the Eagles have had the most explosive offense all season long. I have sat here and, and just watched this Eagles team take a lot of strides this year, um, exceeded expectations. I, I mean, I threw out that I thought they could make it to the Super Bowl. I did not expect them to be legit Super Bowl contenders to win it. From what I have seen overall with the Eagles and what I have seen overall with the Chiefs, I think overall, when you look at the defense, the Eagles have a better defense. They have the best corner duo in all of football with James Bradbury and Darius Slay. They're going to need it with the speedy wide receivers that the Chiefs have. They defend the run very well. Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, the, those two have had a lot of su success and have been a big reason why the Chiefs have gotten so good this um, past couple of, of weeks. And then you look at the obvious mismatch with Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I think that's where a guy like CJ Gardner Johnson comes in. TJ Edwards comes in. They would obviously try to take Kelsey away. Um, and the, the chiefs defense is much. Yeah. Well, 
that's what I'm saying. You got to minimize Kelsey. I'm not saying take it. I said, that's why I said, try Taylor. That's why I said, try. You said, you said take him away. I don't think you're taking him anywhere. You can, um, you can maybe slow him down. This maybe. is going to be a very close game. The, if this is the Super Bowl, Eagles chiefs, um, it's going to be an offensive onslaught. And I think when you look at, um, when you look at these two teams, I, very close, very close call. However, I didn't come this far to just pick the Eagles to lose to the Chiefs. My birds oh, are winning really? the Super Bowl. My birds are winning the Super Bowl. Second banner in five years. Cannot wait for another parade on Broad Street, and it's going to be awesome. The Eagles beat the Chiefs 38-31 to in the Super Bowl. Let's have a party. Well, I will say that the, the Chiefs matchup um, a little worse against the Eagles, I think, just because of like the Eagles have such an explosive offense and the Chiefs defense can be very much suspect at times. Um, I don't know that the Eagles defense slows down Patrick Mahomes all that much as long as his weapons are all healthy and ready to go. Um, if he has Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith and uh, uh, Kelsey along with Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield. There's just too much to cover for any one team to be able to really slow them down. So I do think it would be a shootout that way. And uh, the Eagles might have the advantage just because the, the Chiefs defense is so bad. Like they'd have to make a few really big plays in order and maybe turn um, the Eagles over if possible in order for them to win that game. Um, but I would love to see that as a game. Um, for my game, the Chiefs versus the Niners, which would be a, a rematch of, I don't know what Super Bowl number it is, a few years back. Um, the Chiefs won win where they came back from down 10 or so and, and were able to beat the Niners. I think that matchup at least works out a little bit more because of the fact that, you know, it's really hard to cover all the Chiefs offense and the, the Chiefs showed that when they played the Niners this year. And then if you're going to have a Brock Purdy not be able to put up um, numbers like like you were saying earlier, that, that was your thing with them against the Eagles, that would be my thing with them against the Chiefs, is I just don't know how much you can slow down um, everything on the Chiefs offense to a point where you're going to have to uh, put up some points. And yeah, the Chiefs defense is not that good, but I I, I don't know. I, I, I put my faith in Patrick Mahomes. Um, in both matchups, really. Um, but I could see the Eagles squeaking it out if they were to make it there against the Chiefs. But if you have to put a gun to my head and have me choose, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes to take home another Super Bowl, um, regardless of who he plays, honestly. Like, I just I just think the Chiefs are the best team. Although the Eagles are very good. And I would I, I would love to see that matchup. If it is Eagles-Chiefs, that would be... That'd be a fun Super Bowl, I would hope. That would be a great Super Bowl. I'd be a nervous wreck, too. Um, that, that... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to see Patrick Mahomes on the other side of my team, either. Yeah, I, I, I you know, there's three teams that I think have a chance to emerge from the AFC. Um, Chiefs, Agreed. Bills, and Bengals. Um, when you look at the NFC, I realistically only see two teams that have a chance at emerging. Eagles, are the, Eagles and, are the Niners. And, and, and the Niners. And I don't I'm just not a believer. I'd be a little more worried if it was Jimmy Garoppolo. And and I get Brock Purdy's been serviceable, but I just I don't know. It's just been that I mean, something I think doesn't. We're overrating seem... Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. I mean, yes, he's been good, but like he's an overrated game manager. And I just think like when I back when Brock Purdy came in, all I said was like, you know, he doesn't have to be 
Jalen Hurts or anyone like he just has to be he just has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Can Brock mm-hmm. Purdy be Jimmy Garoppolo? It's like you're not asking they're not huge shoes to fill. And so I think he's filled them pretty well. And if that's all you need as a Niners because of your scheme, because of the playmakers you have around uh, the quarterback and because of the great defense, is it enough? I, I tend to think it is to at least get there. Yeah. It, I mean, that would be one heck of a coaching job by Kyle Shanahan. If, if that were the, the case, um, we will obviously see. And, I, and the Chiefs Niners would be a rematch of the Super Bowl from, you know, when the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. So that yeah. would be uh that would be a storyline as well. Um, we will obviously keep track of everything. I just took pictures of our brackets in case I lose it. Um, so we will keep tabs on that, Taylor. I did want to mention that you did. We did not do picks in week 18, but you did survive. You beat me yeah. by a, a whopping five games. Woo. So we were we were back and forth. You got, you got seven, and then I got uh, – we went from six to seven. Yeah. And then I got two games on you in week 17, which brought yeah. down to five. And we just didn't do week 18. There was going to be no point. Um, but uh, congratulations. So I won. Yeah, thank you. I won in 2021. You won in 2022. Yes. So we'll see what yep. 2023 brings. Um, all good stuff. The NFL playoffs are here. And, uh, you know, we will talk about the NBA here in the next couple of weeks. Maybe next week we can finally start diving into some NBA here. Um, now that, you know, we'll just be strictly talking about, um, you know, the NFL playoffs, bring some NBA talk in. Then before you know it, March Madness will be here. And then before you know that, you know, we'll be talking about baseball, um, LOL. NFL draft. I'm actually excited for because it is really. I am too. We have a top 10 pick. I mean, we're a Super Bowl contender and have a top 10 pick. We both have top 10 picks. Top five pick, top four pick. Maybe trade up for one. This is a franchise um, altering draft for you guys. So could be, could be if they pick right. Should be, should be. be. There we go. Should be, should be. This is the quarterback of the future right now, which is exciting. Hopefully, in a good way. If it's Will Levis, mm. okay. If Will Levis is of the three of them, he's my least favorite. But at least I want him over Anthony Richardson. Will Levis went to Penn State and transferred because he could not beat out Sean Clifford. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but like <laughs> Joe Burrow was left Ohio State, but then he went on to have the yeah. He sat behind you ever. He sat behind Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud. That's that's yeah, a little well, different. Okay. Justin Fields. I mean, all right, whatever. Moving on. I would not like to have him, but as of right now, if nothing were to happen, if we didn't move, we would be getting one of Bryce. Hey, look, it or, will be better than Stroud. Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger. There you go. There or you Nick go. Falls. Or Nick Foles, because he was trash as well. He he was not. He was not great. I was a little upset. (laughs) Yeah, you wanted him to be the savior of the cold season. I did. I I definitely. It wasn't gonna happen. I I, put him in way too late anyway. If if, when 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 the announcement came that Big Day Nick was starting, um, was it the Sunday night game? Monday night game? Monday night, I believe. I I put a part. I I put. I put a little parlay down that one the Colts would win, and that Big Dick Nick would throw for th- down. over over three hundred yards. Yeah, put a parlay down for him throwing three picks. Because yeah, I didn't have that on my bingo card. 
They're not. They're not. No, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We need a new quarterback. We need. Hey, you need a new coach. You need a coach that actually could coach too. Yeah. Well, uh, he claims because I've been hearing the kids. Yeah, he, like, he thinks he's gonna get it. He, he thinks like, he has a shot at the job, but he has like, if I get it, I'm gonna have wholesale changes. And I'm like, okay, well, I really hope you don't get it. But if you do, you better change something because what you were doing didn't work. I mean, he came. He, he got Brian negative... basically the tank, so it, it worked out. He did it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. He, he he didn't. He 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 was he lost his last what seven, seven. games and had a negative eighty four point differential. Listen, the damage tremendous. The damage was already done, but if his job was to come in and tank, he did it perfectly. 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 Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Ursay can convince another Colt alum and Jim Harbaugh to come. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Hey, there have been rumors. Not like actual ones, but like Colts fans being like, I really want him. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. But who knows? <laughs> the Harbaugh-Andrew Luck era would have been... Probably pristine for you guys. Yeah, it would be nice, but how about the Harbaugh Stroud uh, era? Or Young, if we can go up to one. I don't know. Yeah. Who do you like more? Who do you like more between the two of them? I like Bryce Young, but it's very so close. I. So do it's I. Very... But they, they do different things, so it's like a different. Like I don't know. I'd be happy with either one. Uh, I think I Bryce. Really... I, I think Bryce Young should be slam dunk the best overall prospect in the draft. Yeah. And that's why me. I want I want the Colts to give up whatever they have to to take Chicago's pick and get up to one and take whoever they want as long as it's not Will Levis <laughs> over both of those two. Well, and, and you know you had Chris Ballard talking. You know I saw where he you know he said he's going to do everything he can to get this franchise a, a, a quarterback that they can build around. Um, mm-hmm. They 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 thought it was going to be Carson Wentz, and that <laughs> kind of set a domino effect of n- not good times. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. So he better he better do everything he can, because I mean, uh, if he sells the future and he fails, it's not going to be him that's there. So what does he? Oh uh, no, you got to get this pick right, or you're not going to be around long. No, no. <laughs> you better get no. this quarterback pick right. Um, that's why and... he needs to move. Like I think he needs to move up. Like he 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 needs to because if he doesn't and somebody else moves up and he gets stuck with like Will Levis and then it doesn't work out. He's for sure gone, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it. And, uh, you know, yeah. if you want Gardner Minshew, we have him. You can have him. I'll take him uh, as a backup, but that's about it. Uh, I, I even soured on that idea. I, I'm kind of glad he's a free agent. Um, God, he's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> I could not. He, oh God. Anyway, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll be in touch. We will keep everybody updated with the wild card playoff weekend, and uh, we will regroup for the divisional round the following week. We are, of course, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop, Mohawk Honda up at Saratoga Springs, and Johnstone Supply in Troy. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at sports underscore podcast with the Z, as well as myself and Taylor on Twitter at ZBryce21 and at TLATS uh, with two T's and two S's. I would like to thank Taylor for being a trooper this week. He did this show with with the vid. Uh, you yeah. did great. You did great, buddy. You actually sound pretty good for having the vid. Um, yeah. You know, a couple times where you had to mute the mic. Yeah, yeah you, you did great. Rest up. 
Um, enjoy the football. Enjoy the football things. And, uh, you know, go birds, even though they don't play this week. You know? <laughs> Can't birds. lose on a bye week, right? Can't lose on a bye week. That's that, I will you're not wrong there, buddy. You are not wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will catch you later. Enjoy the football. See you.